Welcome to Embracing Significance, the podcast. I'm Jasmine Framing, your host, and I'm so excited that you have decided to tune in. So we're just going to get right into it. The series and possibly more parts than just one or two, we're going to be talking about the heart. And I've titled this message, How is Your Heart? And today we're going to be talking about the heart. Not just any heart, we're going to be talking about your heart. No pun intended. Maybe a little bit. And we're going to dive into what that means for us and why that matters. So let's jump right in. Would you say that when you sit or you stand up that you have bad posture or good posture? Let me ask you this question. Has someone ever pointed out that you have bad posture? Ugh, I know. That doesn't feel good, right? Like it is, ooh, it is the most gut-wrenching feeling. Maybe it was in a positive way or a negative way. Or when you were younger, maybe you heard your mom or dad say, sit up straight. And I don't know about you, but for me, it was always cringy when somebody pointed out my posture. But the worst, oh my goodness, the worst is when someone takes a picture of me and I was slumping. So embarrassing. Like, to me, there's nothing more embarrassing than that. And I really hope that somebody can just relate to that. (laughs) Relating this to my point, though. It is never good and it doesn't ever feel good when someone points out something in you that you're doing and you don't see it. See, typically, if you have good posture, you sit and you stand up straight and your back doesn't hurt. People who have good posture are aware of their posture and nine times out of ten, they did not create this posture on their own. Most of the time, it's because they have had someone point out more than a few times when they are slumping. Because of that process, when they start to slump, they notice it right away, right? If you have bad posture and tend to slump, chances are maybe someone has never corrected you or maybe they have and you stopped caring. When you have bad posture, it is noticeable and eventually your back will start to hurt and it will cause everything else to hurt. Not all at once, but usually slowly. See, it affects your whole body, and the process is slow, but it can be damaging. However, the good news is, if you have bad posture, you can start to fix it today. But being aware of when you are or having someone hold you accountable is extremely helpful and really good pro tips, to be honest. The same with our hearts. We have two choices, and we can choose today to be aware and notice when our hearts are slumping and to be open to the Lord's correction, conviction, and love, or we can choose to stay where we are, not be aware, and deal with the consequences later down the road due to our own ignorance. God in his kindness and love is welcoming us with open arms. And when we take that step, whether it is healing from trauma or recognizing a sin in our life, God is right there waiting to provide truth, love, and comfort. He disciplines those he loves, and he corrects and convicts us to help and lead us on the right path. In 2 Timothy three sixteen through 17 it says, All scripture is God-breathed and is useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness, so that the servant of God may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. And... 
Hebrews 6.12 says, For the Lord disciplined those he loves, and he punishes each one he accepts as his child. Now, I understand there are times that we don't realize we have something in our hearts. I will be the first to say, I've been there and done that. And it was not until someone pointed it out in me that I noticed it. And that's okay, because let's be honest, we won't always see everything. Sometimes the Holy Spirit, most of the time the Holy Spirit, will bring someone in our lives or use someone or something to show us where we need to attend to something in our heart. And then, well, it's up to us and what we do with the information we are given. Friends, the Lord wants to come in and help us, but we have to allow him. We have to invite him in and we have to say, yes, Lord, come in and have your way in my heart. If you're a Christian and have asked Jesus into your heart, you have the Holy Spirit who is living in you to help you and guide you into all truth. We have the amazing opportunity to allow the Holy Spirit to help us. What a powerful truth to know. What a powerful truth to just let that sink in. That he is within us to give us strength, revelation, and wisdom. I could go on and on about him. Not just because I love him, but because he's a Holy Spirit and he's just so cool. Like, you create that personal relationship with him. Like, create the personal relationship with Jesus and, like, God. And just, you realize that you have the Holy Spirit inside of you who literally strengthens you. Who literally gives you strength when you don't have strength. And like I said, I could go on and on about him, but let's kind of focus back onto the point. I believe it is so vital to our heart to recognize who we are allowing to speak to us. And I believe wholeheartedly that not everything everyone says to us will align with what God is trying to tell us. Let me explain. We may get so caught up and dependent in what others are saying to us that we miss what God has been trying to speak to us. John 10, 27 says, My sheep listen to my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. I love this verse because the sheeps listen to Jesus. In other words, they know his voice and obey him, and they follow him. To hear his voice, you would have to be in close range to hear him. You'd have to know who he is. You would have to know his voice. If you aren't, you may not hear him clearly or at all. And so the question is, how close are you following Jesus? Close enough to hear him? He knows your voice too, and he loves to hear from you. But do you know his voice? God speaks to us all differently in different ways. That is why it's so important to develop that intimate relationship with him In order to hear God's voice, you need to know his voice to determine what he is speaking to you. I remember walking through a season recently where I learned to hear his voice and not only hear his voice, but to know his voice. And that came with spending time with him and getting to know him by praying, not religiously or by routine because God stripped that from me. It's not bad to have routines and it's not bad to schedule your quiet time with the Lord or to have a plan. I mean, in fact, the Bible like advocates, like write your plans down plainly, you know, like in, um, oh, I think it's like 
oh, I can't remember, but it, it's in there, I promise. <laughs> um, but they were talking about the vision and writing it down plainly. And anyways, there's nothing wrong with writing it down. Like there's nothing wrong with planning it out. Like there's nothing wrong with getting into a habit and a routine, like, and being disciplined because then it turns into a desire. So there's, there's nothing wrong with that. But what I'm saying and how the Lord had to like strip me and prove me of that was in the way that I was getting so dependent on, on my routine that it became religious to me that if I didn't do it, I felt like I wasn't going to be loved. Or if I didn't do it, God wasn't going to be proud of me. Or if I didn't do it, I would condemn myself and I would be too hard on myself. And God was like, whoa, 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 girl. Like, I love that you're praying with me. And I love that you're spending time with me. And I love that you're reading your word. But that doesn't make me love you any more or any less. I love that you're doing that. And I love that you're growing and you have the growth mindset. But you don't have to do it in a way that is needing to like prove that I love you because that's not, that's not what it's about. And that brought so much freedom in my life, but praying to him by just having a conversation with him, talking to him each day, reading my Bible every day, getting to know who he is. And let me just say, friend, like getting to know who he is, that should be the motivation that gets you in your word. That should be the motivation that gets you praying is to know who he is. Like not to like earn brownie points and not that it's like going to get you in heaven, you know, none of that. But just like the motivation to know I'm reading my Bible because I love the Lord. Like, and I want to know him more and I want to know the character of God and I want to grow in my relationship with Jesus and I want to grow in, in my sensitivity to the Holy Spirit to be led by what he says and what he does, like to be just fully led, like what is your motivation to reading your Bible, to going to church, to like praying, like what is your motivation? And that is the question that I just want to spark to you because I think it's so important that, that we really just understand that. And yeah, so yeah, that was like, totally off topic. Um, well, not really off topic, but it wasn't in my notes. So I know that was from the Lord. Um, and so let's just bring it back around. We have to be careful, not just in what we agree with and what we allow to be spoken over us, but what we allow to lead us and who we allow to lead us. So who is leading you? Proverbs 16, 2 says, People may be pure in their own eyes, but the Lord examines their motives. When it comes to what someone says to us, we don't need to be paranoid in everyone's motives towards us and what they say and do, but just being aware and having discernment to examine their motive when it doesn't sit right in our spirit. And that's not being judgmental. You're not judging them and you're not sitting at a seat of judgment, you know, saying, I know your heart, but it's more of like, you know, you're, you're examining their motive based off what your discernment is saying. Now we don't know everybody's heart and, and like we can't, and like, that's not our place to like know their heart and understand their heart. But God does want us to develop this type of discernment to where when something doesn't sit right in our spirit, we know. And we go into prayer about it and we pray to God about it. We don't like 
go off and gossip about it because the Bible loves when like we, um, hold on, wait, wait one second. No, no, no. The Lord loves when we get wise counsel. The Bible talks about that and we'll get into that a little bit later, but talking about like counseling, like if you go to somebody for, for advice and for wisdom, I, that's okay. But even to the point of like why you're going to them for advice and wisdom, are you going to them for advice and wisdom because you have the heart to like learn and you are open to correction and you're open to like hear what they have to say? Or are you going to them? Now, this is a friend, counselor, whatever, you know, whoever that may be that you're trying to, you know, help get discernment with, like, what is your motive behind doing that? You know, like, are you doing it because you're trying to get them to hear you out? And like, you're like rallying up. I'm sorry. You're, you're making a rally of people who just agree with you, but you're not open to a disagreement. So if the time of correction comes, then it's like, "Mm, oop, like you're offended when you were going to them for advice and they gave you advice. And now that they gave you advice that you don't want to hear, you're a little like offended. And so just being aware of, of even your own motive when you're hearing somebody else speak to you. Um, I believe that's why it's so important to be close to Jesus and to stay abiding in him because When we may not understand clearly, the Lord knows their motives regardless. Even the motives we can't see, we can trust that he knows. Like maybe a friendship went sour and you had no idea why and it came out of nowhere. And maybe someone you haven't talked to since high school hits you up. Whatever that may be. Sometimes God will already be stirring something in your heart and you will just know that it was from God. Always taking it back to him in prayer and seeking his face and guidance with the information. Sometimes God will be stirring something in your heart and you will just know that it was from God. And then that will determine how our hearts begin to sit. Will we allow what has been spoken to us slash shown to us begin to create a rotten root grounded on offense and pride? Or will we allow the farmer to tend the soil of our heart? To pluck out all the weeds that have taken root, cut off all the dead branches, and reveal to us places that need sunlight and need to be replenished by his living water. To bring us back to life. All these areas help us in our growth. And so I want to point out a few things in that of which help us in our growth. And so we're going to first talk about soil and the soil of our heart. A seed cannot take root and grow unless its soil is good and healthy. So the soil of our hearts need to be pure and ready and in good condition. This does not mean we have to be perfect, but we need to be humble. James 4.10 says, humble yourself before the Lord and he will lift you up in honor. That is how God's word, the truth, becomes planted within the soil of our heart. But if we do not take a look at the condition of our heart, how would we know if our soil, aka our heart, is healthy? If it is not, we just hear God's word and do not act upon it. James 1, through 25, and we're going to go ahead and read. And it says, 
But don't just listen to God's word. You must do what it says. Otherwise, you are only fooling yourselves. For if you listen to the word and don't obey it, it's like glancing at your face in a mirror. You see yourself, walk away, and forget what you look like. But if you look carefully into the perfect law that sets you free, and if you do what it says and don't forget what you heard, then God will bless you for doing it. It's so important that we are doing a daily heart check on our heart and allowing God's word to be planted. If we choose not to, it will never take root and it will not grow. Therefore, we will not produce fruit in due season. Mark two, Mark 4.20 And the seed that fell on good soil represents those who hear and accept God's word and produce a harvest of 30, 60, or even 100 times as much as has been planted. Jesus wants us to bear fruit in each season. We don't need to proclaim that we have joy, even though it's good to express God's joy, but those who are truly joyful, it will be shown, not shouted. This goes with every fruit that we bear. Once it's developed, it will be shown through what we say and do. Jesus said it himself. When we produce much fruit, we are true disciples. John 15, 8. When you produce much fruit, you are my disciples. This brings great glory to my Father. That means we are meant to bear fruit and much of it. Jesus does not want us to just bear some fruit, but much fruit. We are called to be fruitful. So, we are going to look at a few areas in our life that I believe will help us identify where we need to let the gardener tend in our hearts. And can I just say that all the way back in the Garden of Eden, when Jesus said, be fruitful, or sorry, when God was talking to Adam and Eve, and he said, be fruitful and multiply. We are supposed to be fruitful and multiply in every single area of our life, like Every single area of our life should be fruitful and should multiply. Like, it should be so fruitful that we can, like, others see it. And it's not just something in us, but others start to notice it. And there are seasons where, where it is dry and we may only have a little bit of fruit. But God wants us to bear much fruit. And we do that by staying connected to Jesus, the true vine. We have to stay connected to him because if we don't, then we don't bear those fruit in due time. Hey, thank you for tuning in and listening. I pray that the Lord blessed you and spoke to you in a special way. Join me Thursday, April 6th, as we continue this series on the heart. We're going to look at a few areas in our life that I believe will help us identify where we need to let the gardener tend in our hearts and how we can apply that. Until then, talk to you soon.